Hi, I'm Mr. White. Hello, I'm Miss Freelon. And welcome to the Young Voices for Unity podcast. Where we promote unity, truth, and empowerment. Sponsored by Emoja Club, we want our students' voices to be heard. We hope these conversations empower you. To speak up. Well, what would you guys say, um, what would you say are some disparities that um, the Hispanic culture faces um, even over the years or today that you guys have to battle through? Um, I don't know. That's a really, uh, that's a really broad question. <laughs> There's so much, but then it's like. You know, I don't know what to, what to concentrate on. Um, mm-hmm. Me personally, I, like I'm gonna speak personal. Like me personally, uh, growing up, um, and then growing up in Chicago, I I didn't see any of that disparity. I went to school with you know um, all different ethnicities. And we were all intertwined. I didn't see any different, um, other than again, if we mm-hmm. you spoke in Spanish and you spoke a different mm-hmm. uh, type. But um, I, I never noticed that. And then I moved mm-hmm. to my my junior year. I moved to Roselle, Illinois, and that's when I was like, wait, this is a whole different world. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I I got a lot of uh, I don't. I wouldn't say like racial discrimination. I don't. I don't know if actually it was racial discrimination or not. But I did notice that kids were afraid of me because they they thought that I I was in a gang because I I was very self conscious of of my body and I would wear really baggy clothes mm-hmm. because that's what it was. You know, nineties. You know, mm-hmm. I would wear really baggy. Mm-hmm boyish clothes because I was very self-conscious so then they were like oh she's a game banger you know she just came from the city mm-hmm. you know and it's like okay no I don't even like know anyone in a gang right so um mm-hmm. <laughs> I, for me I think uh growing up I, I noticed these things more and I don't know if I am as an adult I'm starting to get desensitized by it or mm-hmm. if it's you know or, or things are not affecting me as much as they did when I was younger right. No, I think I think you talking about, you know, you seeing that change when you moved, I think that's when I, I saw that thing. I felt something similar to. Um, I don't know. You do feel, you know, you are, I don't know. You are seen a little different. Um, but I always felt mm-hmm. like the real disparate, what I saw was kind of my mom trying to navigate the school system. Um, mm-hmm. when we moved mm-hmm. from Cicero um, to Dar- now Darien. Um, mm-hmm. I think she she struggled because, you know, when you come from a community that's so diverse, um, they do have these, I, I feel like they do, you know, put in place more programs for that community. So right. when you come into a different community and now you for real are the minority, you have to try and navigate these new systems. Um, that don't necessarily work for you. So I think that's a lot of the issue even still today. Um, And and I think it's gotten a lot better since I was in elementary, since I moved to elementary school. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I think it was definitely something that I've seen is that that struggle of parents, and that's just my experience with seeing my mom do that, the struggle of parents navigating systems and trying to figure out, you know, all this stuff. Like, I don't know, I remember like trying to translate legal papers for my mom when I was like eight years old. I don't know about you, Ms. Gutierrez. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's kind of like that, like the language I think is also like just having access to documents and information that you can understand is definitely something that is, is difficult. Um, and I still, it's, I think it still is. And um, I would add to that, actually, that, that's a great point. I would add to that. And I would say that sometimes too, um, school assumes because like, like you said, Lisbeth, there are different, different things that are put in place uh, because there are more, let's say for me, example, living in Chicago, there's a lot more Hispanic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of more, you know, mm-hmm. um, black people, so African-American people. So it's like, there's more, so you don't feel so much as a minority. So there is systems in place to help parents navigate the educational system. And a lot of parents, yeah, when we when we moved to Roselle too, I was just like, uh, my mom didn't know how to do a lot of these things. She spoke English, she, you know, she went to school and, and she learned how to speak English, but she wasn't fluent reading all these these documents and this paperwork that she was signing off you know and all these things that you're Mm -hmm. you're doing and i don't think that it's not like now feel that it's like they don't care they just don't know Mm -hmm. how to do these things and also culturally you respect teachers and whatever a teacher says that is good for your students that's what you're going to Mm -hmm. do and that's what you're going to take you know you're going to take away so i think that that's another thing that the culture is not being understood right you know it, Mm -hmm. it is it's it's not that yeah parents don't care or it's not that you know some of these you know some of my mom was a single mom you know she worked third shift and you know she went second shift then she worked first she went all over the place you know whatever she needed to do to provide for us so yeah there was no time to come to parent teacher conferences not because she didn't care but it's because like I, I work, you know, I have no time. I have no mm-hmm. other person to help me with attending these meetings or doing these things. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I just feel that that that's uh, maybe in the school system, educational system, sometimes it's like, we just assume that parents don't care and then that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that you said that like, the understanding of the culture, I think that goes, well for all other cultures as well um you know yeah so i'm yeah i'm there with you yeah and that and that's true and then it's it's kind of hard though to yeah yeah, to understand every single culture that you 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 come across with but i think that you know like we're doing right now just having these conversations and just Mm -hmm. listening to different people go through with different people experiences and what they know as what they believe is the right thing to do, I, I think that you would understand each other a lot better. Mm-hmm. Even um, like you were saying with like the culture disconnection, I think that can overlap with privileges totally. as well. Um, as you like, 
you mentioned with like coming from a single parent household it's like you have a parent that is working trying to provide for their children and like um a teacher who comes from a privileged uh community won't understand how okay you have a one parent working but where's why is your other parent not coming showing up to parent teacher conferences mm -hmm. and i think we see that in the even the school system today where there's a lack of i guess accommodation for minority students who some of them you know are mm -hmm. do have jobs at young ages they're I see them um, 16, 15 years old. Minority students are sometimes late to school because they were working the night before or they didn't get assignments done because they were working. Um, and we don't really, I don't, I don't know, like we, it doesn't seem like we have too much of a solution, you know? It's just like, well, you gotta learn how to balance it even though you're a teenager. Yeah, I just think it's, it's really difficult for, for for people, you know, I, I've never had to do that. You know, my mom always worked her, you know, her <laughs> butt off to provide for me and my sisters. So I've never had to do that, you know, bless, blessfully. But it, it's hard for you to put yourself in that situation if you never lived that or if you never to actually right. experience mm -hmm. that. Um, so I think that that goes along with like, you know, having empathy and, and having, um, just just caring and just getting to, to getting information and getting to know like how can i help you or what are the resources and you know i i don't know i i feel like um a lot of teachers that i've met do that you know or try to to do that the best that we can but it, sometimes it's very difficult to i don't know it's just very difficult to navigate mm -hmm. I think that's one of the platforms that Latino Student Union takes as we have kids that kids and adults that have been in these situations and experiences. And here is our voice. We may not have all the answers, but um, you guys represent those who um, may have experienced those things and. I think it's amazing that you guys have a space that you can talk through them and maybe come up with solutions. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, go ahead, Lisa. No, go ahead. I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> 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 I was. Uh, I forgot. I totally forgot. <laughs> so you with two seconds. I know, and I'm like seriously, like trying to figure out. What, okay, what were you saying, Mister Mister White, before? <laughs> Uh, I'm basically saying that you guys, um, Latino Student Union, has a space for those kids and adults who may may have been in those experiences or situations where there's like a disconnection of culture between the school education and a group of a group of students. Um, and but you guys can you guys have like the space where they can be the voice and um, have those conversations and maybe come up with solutions um, and when when you guys do have 
meetings or okay, stuff now like I, that. I remembered. Okay, so no, that's why we kind of keep it, you know, we want to keep it student-led because um, not everybody has the mm-hmm. same story. Everyone has a different story. Everyone mm-hmm. comes from a different background. Yes, we are all Latino or, or whoever wants to join the group. It doesn't matter. We all have a different story. We all have a different background. We do have a lot of things in common, but we also have a lot of things that makes us different. And my story might um, help somebody else and their story might help me understand mm-hmm. better like where are they coming from and like what students I, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm a very student-led and I try to do, you know, what's best. But sometimes I don't understand what they're going through. And I think that having these conversations and having that safe space where students can feel safe to say whatever they want opens my eyes to things. And then it makes me figure out, okay, what can I do or how can I help as, as an educator? Oh, 100%. So I think it's not only good for, for, for them, I think it's good for us as well because we're learning. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to echo everything you said because I think that's one of the biggest takeaways we had that during our meetings was getting to know students, getting to know, you know, what they go through. And, you know, then it, you, you take a step back and you're like, okay, I get why you're missing school so much now. I get why you're doing this. Um, let's try and find a solution from here. How can we help you? Or even just bringing up issues that, um, you know, go issues that affect their family too. Um, and okay, so then we step back and we're like, okay, how can we as teachers at this school, how can we help you? And how can we help so that your family can understand and so that your family can be involved? So it, it, it definitely, I echo everything Sonia said. So yeah, agree. Well, I think um, you guys um, are one a good example. Um, even going back to what you mentioned, as far as like you forgot how to speak Spanish, um, but then when you're talking about like the Hispanic, those that identify as Hispanic, you would all people automatically assume assume they know how to speak Spanish, right. and but just because you forgot how to speak spanish or you don't currently does not make make you less hispanic um so that's what when when we first start talking about like there are so many various um identities in the hispanic and latino community and don't try to put them all in a box right because they are so different they have different experiences they have different backgrounds and upbringings and family wise and uh we just we we just all need to be students to the hispanic um latin community to basically help them navigate through this culture um in the usa Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah i think um some people don't realize that like it's specifically talking about like mexicans that absolutely anybody could be mexican you have no idea you know, mm-hmm. Latinos are so diverse that you absolutely, like, there is not a certain feature, certain skin mm-hmm. colors, anything. Because anybody could be Latino. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you, you can absolutely, your ethnicity could be Latino, but, you know, your race could be white. Or your, yes. or your race could be black. And I think people do not understand that, you know, mm-hmm. 
being Latino isn't your ethnicity. It's it is an ethnicity, but it's not your race. You know, so anybody, yeah. absolutely anybody, can be Latino. That's that's a good explanation. Yeah, and I think that. some people try to separate us, like the community together. Um, like, oh no, you're not Mexican. You're white. Like your race is white. You can't be Mexican. And I think mm-hmm. it's like it's again like why are we trying to divide ourselves even more than we already right. are we don't have to do that to ourselves we're all it doesn't make you less mexican than um you already are in yeah sorry <laughs> no you're fine you're good yeah i remember taking the psat and one of the questions you know was like oh what's your race now i understand that race is like, you know like based off of what you what you look like but the problem is that I'm not, I don't look white. <laughs> so, and mm-hmm. I'm not Native American. At least I don't know if I'm Native. I have no idea if I'm indigenous or not. So, I, I feel mm-hmm. like it's, it'd be wrong of me to put Native American, you know, and I, I have no idea what my family is mixed with. So, mm-hmm. I had no idea what to put, and there was no other box. <laughs> so, you know, I had, I just ended up putting white because I had no idea what else to put. Um, and I think that's a conversation that a lot of Latinos need to understand. Like, I think it's, easier if you know you're end up being a white latino because like you know you you can tell one but when it comes to like the brown skin and like indigenous people we i absolutely have no idea because my grandparents come from a place where you know there's a good chance that they're indigenous but there also could be Mm -hmm. a nice chance that it's spanish blood you know who knows yeah well speaking of different colors or uh, different colors of skin um I know one of the topics we talk about in the Moja frequently is colorism. Um, yes. So do you guys do the colorism in, in your culture? Absolutely. Yeah, I sure. think um, the indigenous people are always, always left out of the conversation. Um, I know, I don't know the movie that recently won. Um, she's an indigenous actress that comes from Mexico. Um, it's on Netflix. And... Um, I heard that there was other actresses, actors and actresses being like, oh, um, I can't believe she won. She does, she, why, she's like really dark. She's really dark skin. Like, like. What's, what's the name of the movie? Uh, I think, hold on. I have no idea. It's, oh, okay. I know it's on Netflix and it won a Oscar. Um, mm-hmm. hold on. I can, I can try finding it right now. Um, either i get but she won an award and there was a lot of actresses just being just like oh i can't believe she won she's so dark skinned and you can see that in telenovelas too that the maids always tend up to be the dark skinned ladies and then the main actresses are paler um white looking mexicans and then you know that's what you mainly see so i think that um indigenous people are always left out in the conversation especially people from oaxaca because they end up being you know most people from oaxaca are um dark skinned and then we have people from mexico being like oh yeah they're not mexican like i don't know what they are who they are um and it's you know they're they're indigenous that's who they are it's okay to be indigenous i don't know where this is coming from either um, but mm-hmm. colorism is such a big 
problem in Latino culture. Um, I don't. I feel like the Latino culture doesn't talk about colorism as much, mm-hmm. which I think you know it grates having that we're having this conversation now because colorism is really never talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, uh, in a way, some type a lack of um, acceptance of a multifaceted ethnicity within the ethnicity, basically. Mm-hmm. So if I if I'm you know i'm a mexican from this this part of the country or this part of the world and i speak this type of spanish but if i meet someone else who's mexican but a lighter complexion and they're you know they speak a totally different accent there's like uh well you're not like a mexican like me so Mm -hmm. like you must not right (laughs) yeah so is it the mindset that if you're lighter, it's better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, from just from hearing how people talk and like telenovelas, you know, they're people like, oh, like mija, te ves más oscura, and being like, oh, like they're like worried for you that you become even more tan. Like, what's wrong with being tan? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people wow. face this problem in their life. Like I definitely have. I've definitely been insecure about my skin color because a lot of like the beauty standard is being basically like paler like white basically and i think Mm -hmm. i know for sure and this is so sad that i thought about this like um i've always like wanted to be white in something because it's the beauty standard like i was like i want to feel pretty for once like i just want to be like them Mm -hmm. and i think it's just i don't know like why are we not why are we like trying to focus on this kind of mindset like why do we try to Mm -hmm. teach kids that like white is beautiful it is beautiful but this is not the only beautiful skin color that people have we're all beautiful in our own way Mm -hmm. and yeah why are we trying to pinpoint us like against each other like why does one color why Mm -hmm. is it superior over the others like we're all equal we all should feel equal but that's not always the case right Mm-hmm. Sorry, to I think that's a. <laughs> um, I, just no, that's to, uh, I just wanted to say that the movie it's called Roma, and her act and the actress name is Yelita. Um, Roma, was, yeah. I've heard that before. Yes, she was the first Indigenous woman to be nominated for an Oscar, and uh, she won. And then I guess <laughs> they got angry, and they were like, oh. they just started spewing just absolutely disgusting things. Mm. Wow. Well, I, I think. Um, the fact that um, the light is better type um, perspective is painted across so many minorities for most definitely um, of, in this in this country it's painted mm-hmm. just painted for a lot of different minorities like you can be the same culture the same ethnicity but if you are a lighter skin complexion it kind of turns you it kind of turns you against your own culture of those that are a darker skin complexion when it's like right we're so unique and we're so different why separate why say this is better this is more and it can be for so many different reasons you you just never know someone can be mixed with something someone can come from uh latin america where the sun shines all the time and they just (laughs) they're outside all the time you know (laughs) so yeah i think we need to come to a place where we're having these conversations that we learn we can be have the same race same ethnicity but our color complexion does not mean one is better than the other right absolutely 
Yeah, Vicky. And Vicky, I just want you to know that it's not that's not just in your culture. Um, it's definitely in other minorities. And I can speak for um, I can speak for my for us as African Americans. Um, I, I know growing up, it was an experience of okay, go put a hat on so you don't get too dark. Right. You know. So it's it's yeah. They, I don't know why it's that assumption of lighter is better. But like Mr. White said, you know, it's just, everyone needs to be appreciated, no matter what color you are in your own ethnicity and you know to this day it's so. i i'm like i'm i don't know how to say it's the right way um i tell myself that i can't go out too much in the summer because i tan too easily like i can't become too dark mm-hmm. like because it's just my mind is so insecure it's just built up on insecurities of the beauty standards that i have to be like held up to like oh my gosh i need a cool down before i go back to school like i can't show up this dark like people are going to be like oh my gosh she's too dark that's not cute or anything and i don't know i i can't even explain how that's a tragedy my mind i'm trying to change it (laughs) but yeah i think so many students have that um so many students and just people in general right have had that mindset um just from things that have been spewed out in society things we've have also like we we're so um accustomed to that on so many levels if you watch movies and shows and the people that they put in the media for us to see a lot of times they are not darker skin complexion people so it's like even if the media doesn't change we as darker skin complexion people have to kind of get ourselves out of that mindset we are beautiful regardless we are unique regardless of what they show and what they show as the quote-unquote beauty yeah you know what looks good um so stay in the sun <laughs> right um, get as much get, sun as you want get as much vitamin d as, as you can dark as you want all of it is beautiful and strut it down the hallways <laughs> right. when we when we do when we are able to right. walk down the hallways <laughs> right absolutely yeah. and, but like also isn't it weird that um we don't see like our skin color in magazines and if we do we praise them for it um like Mm -hmm. like, the the standards they're so low like shouldn't we all be seeing each other on like vogue magazine something like that like why why are we praising them for it like thank you for showing Mm -hmm. my skin color thank you for showing someone of my like race i don't understand that right Mm -hmm. right the bar is quite low yeah. sometimes when you're like I think also you could see that a lot especially with the Black Lives Matter movement like just supporting it like that's that's expected yeah. of you it's human rights this is not a political movement this is for right. everybody this is not just for the black community this is for all of us exactly you're absolutely right thank you thank you well what is some advice that you would give to those who want to learn about the Hispanic and Latin community um, at large and just learn. Mm. And not even not even those who are Hispanic, even white minorities, whites, African Americans, anybody who wants to learn. What what would you what advice would you give them? Um, I guess you know, just listen to the community when you absolutely can. Um, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, 
I like to watch a lot of documentaries and social documentaries on Netflix. And I think that there's, I bet there's a but, bunch time on Netflix that, you know, you could possibly watch or, you know, look it up on YouTube. Um, I think that a great way to start maybe for like Mexican-Americans, if you want to learn about that, is learning about the Chicano movement. Um, uh, and needs to be like Chicano or whatever. Um, yeah, I honestly think that just like listening and just watching and educating yourself and you know maybe it's just asking questions around you like hey this and this and this to maybe some of your your peers that you know that are latino and um i think is a great way to start and you know watching listening to music maybe watching some shows you know that 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 could possibly help them you know getting yourself to get you know learn about the culture a little bit more i think lean into the culture yeah um definitely what emily said and just make sure to listen just listen to people never undermine their Mm -hmm. stories never undermine Mm -hmm. how they feel about like their how they live their life everyone is different like like we mentioned before you never know if there's someone undocumented in their family you if you want to learn listen to their struggles what they go through every single day what they worry about um and i definitely think you should join student um latina student union to learn some (laughs) stuff about that um shameless plug about that um (laughs) <laughs> hey nothing wrong with that plug, go ahead plug away Please plug, yeah, plug. It's, go ahead. it's a great way to learn about our things we talk about documentaries as well um and we all share our own experiences so if you want to learn about that you should definitely join right <laughs> oh so how are you guys celebrating um hispanic heritage month um i don't just you know i like to personally because you know my mom she was born in mexico and then she came to this country when she was nine um i you know i like to ask her about you know what what was it like being in mexico because i've never been to mexico but i love Uh to listen to her stories and my grandma and like how what it was like and you know some of the traditions that we don't really do here but they used to do back in mexico yeah um i think i'm just gonna listen to my mom's story my grandparents stories and i'm pretty sure we're all meeting up to celebrate my entire family together um we usually do that so it's nothing new but yeah we're just probably Uh gonna hang out and eat some food (laughs) that's amazing yeah that's good Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys created that safe place. Um, it's, it's, that's some, that's similar. Very, it, it is it's the same thing as we're doing for Emoja. Um, although it's it, we're open for everyone and anyone can come. You know, it's that safe place of this is your community. Tell mm-hmm. us what's going on. Tell us how you feel. Um, and then we have them. We have our students talk about things that are going on. We talked about colorism. We talked about the system versus choices, and it's that safe place for them to say, you know what, this is how I feel sometimes when I'm at school because I'm, I might be the only African-American in my class and I, I, I feel uncomfortable when we talk about certain subjects. And um, so I, 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 think, I think it's a great thing that you guys are doing. I think the club is amazing. And I also want to say thank you for sending us Emily and Vicky. They are phenomenal. Um, when they share their stories and just, and this disparities and things like that it was just like yes like this is what we need to hear this is what our students need to hear um 
staff needs to hear just being able to share and being able to tell us their experience is just like wow it was such an eye-opener it were some things that I I didn't even know myself I can say that I was ignorant too like of course you know we feel compassion and we feel empathy but just simple things as far as how much it costs to become a citizen and if you know you come over and you're only getting paid three dollars an hour how are you gonna you know how does that balance out so just that conversation alone and thank you for sending us Emily and Vicky because they were amazing um I would love to just come to me just to listen because you want to know you what are you guys experiencing what's going on well, you're welcome to join us. Uh, oh, welcome. We actually, but no, you guys are more than welcome to join us and come and listen to our conversations and listen to the kids. And I wish that I can take some sort of like, yeah, I did it. You know, those girls. But no, those they're, they're amazing yeah. in their own way. Yes. And they, they like listening to them, like teaches us that we do need to listen to young voices we do need to listen of to course. their experiences and and we do need to to make things mm-hmm. better for for them you know for for ourselves yes but for them because they're the future leaders of this country right mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely well i want to say i think this conversation was phenomenal, um, empowering. It's amazing to hear some of our DGS educators, but just amazing ladies um, in themselves just navigated through life. And now you guys are leading other students and helping them in a powerful way. Um, as Alice said, <clears throat> we think Victoria and Emily are the results yeah. of that. Um, and we just want to tell you we appreciate, we appreciate both you. of you so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time yeah. to, to do this as well. I think all of us on here want to see our students grow mm-hmm. so much and just exceed heights, even <laughs> do better than us. Um, I think we are the <laughs> we are the parents away when their parents are at work. Yeah. So, yes, well, I think that's our all of our goals. Thanks for giving us this space and including us and thinking of our students too. We really appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you. Well, Emily and Vicky, I think you both are phenomenal students yes. that have just dropped in and gave us so much insight on the Hispanic culture. And I'm just honestly taken back. Like More, right? <laughs> it's just like, wow. Um, I personally want to say thank you. Yeah. Um, there were some things that I was I was ignorant. Of. I didn't even know myself, and I'm just like, what, <laughs> really, for real? So I just I want to thank you for sharing that experience, so that your peers and your teachers and administration in the community, just everyone can hear mm-hmm. what some of the fears or some of the things you guys go through, or, or why you feel the way you feel. You know, um, I, I at the bottom of my heart, I really just want to say thank you. I am so like I don't even know you guys like that, but I'm just <laughs> proud that you guys. Yeah. Shared your voice, shared your experience. Like, well, thank, thank you, you so much. And as and as African American staff, I see that like the Hispanic community and the Black community has so many like different struggles, but yeah. similar struggles yeah. as well. And I'm just here to say that a Moja Club is here for Latin Student Union. Yes, 
Yes. Anytime you guys want to stop into a meeting, anybody, just come on in. You guys are more than welcome. Everyone's welcome, but you guys are more Thank than welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, Again, thank you guys for being on Young Voices for Unity podcast and sharing your voices to empower and educate others um, on your experiences and your culture. Thanks for speaking up. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, you guys have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you for listening to Young Voices of Unity podcast. We hope you enjoy hearing empowering voices navigate through various topics. Now it's time to use yours. Speak up and make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Talk to you later.